How would you like to grow your business the easy way, and in my humble opinion, the fun way, through speaking? Yes, you can literally speak your way to more business, and we can show you how. You know, when I started my coaching business 15 years ago, I struggled making only $900 in the first two years. Yeah, you heard that right. Less than $1,000 in two years. The problem? I was busy running around to networking events and handing out business cards, trying to help everyone, you know, everyone. Then I took the stage for the first time in my life and began speaking and teaching about the strategies I coached on. And when I really got my message dialed in, my business went literally from three figures a year (laughs) to seven figures. The secret I finally realized is that when you take the stage, you instantly become seen as the leading voice in your niche or industry. Today, we show entrepreneurs just like you and just like I was how to dominate your niche by becoming the leading voice, not just another expert. We run an incredible business mastermind speaker training program. It's called The Leading Voice. You guessed it. If you head over to leadingvoiceplatform.com slash podcast and grab my free roadmap, Eight Pillars to Profitable Speaking. This free roadmap outlines the exact eight secret weapons you need to truly become the leading voice in your niche. This is exclusively for my podcast listeners. You go to leadingvoiceplatform.com slash podcast and start speaking your way to more business. Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP practitioner course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, for nearly 15 years, It is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. For a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free nlpwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. It's Matt Browning and I am rocking and rolling this week, man. It's such, such a good week. I hope you're having the same week as well, except, except there's one thing that's been really getting to me. It's bugging me and the problem is it's my health. For the last year, and this is just my personal story, for the last year, I have kind of fallen out of the rhythms of my health I've gotten wrapped up in business, wrapped up in church life, wrapped up in family life, and all these good things that are amazing, but I haven't made the time to really take care of myself as I have in different seasons throughout my life. So this week, I want to invite in a guest that could help me get that figured out. So as usual, I'm a little bit selfish in this. I want to have someone that uh, is going to bless me, but hopefully it's going to bless the socks off of you too. Um, My guest today is David Korsunsky, and hope I'm getting that right, Dave. Dave, you nailed it, Matt. <laughs> I knew it. It's so good. Well, Dave has you know 15 years experience working in the industry, um, leading technology firms. He's also recently served as director of technical alliances at VW, uh, sorry, VMware Inc. 
He's led strategic partnerships with global EHR companies, including Epic, uh, Cerner, McKesson, GE, Allscripts, and a bunch of other ones. Huge health enthusiast, so I can't wait to get into that. And he has built a software and app uh, all about tracking, monitoring your health, top in the world at that. So Dave, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for our discussion. Well, I can tell you're excited because I'm looking at your face right now, and <laughs> I appreciate that. You 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 got that you got that look of a guy who's been into health. Have, have you been kind of healthy your whole life? Have you has this been an important role for you, or is this something that sort of like you grew up not really focusing on that and had that moment? Did you have a moment when health became a priority? Yeah, I grew up in a small town in central Canada, and there was very little understanding or awareness of nutritional therapy. And I, I grew up just kind of always struggling a little bit with my weight, never really making the connection between the food I was putting into my body and how that was affecting my health. And that carried on for many years. And uh, I, I did have my, uh, my oh crap moment to, uh, to, to put it mildly. And it was when I started dealing with some really, really intense forms of uh, stress that were related to some of the things you mentioned on the intro. It was really, really stressful environment at work, really, really stressful situations happening outside of work. And the things I used to do that were able to relieve my stress actually started making it worse. And so the engineer in me said, well, how do I reverse engineer this product or this problem? And as an engineer, I was using tools all day long to help me reverse engineer technical problems. So I started getting really into this notion of how can I optimize and understand my own health? And we can get into more detail, but that's ultimately what led me down the path. So it wasn't until I was in my late 20s, Matt, where I really started taking an active role. I was fortunate. I think that I intervened at the right time before there was really anything serious to worry about. Unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people. But you're in your late 20s at this point when you're going through this experience? Uh, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And uh, there was some really just just intense uh, effects from stress that caught up with me and bit me pretty hard. What do you think the biggest part of stress, the biggest part of your stressful lifestyle really was? Were you leading kind of a life of stress or were there, there certain like extenuating circumstances that just really hit you over the edge? Or is it just kind of like gradual grind? It was a really high pressure uh, work environment. Yeah, high, high pressure work. I had a, a huge team that was working for me. So the- What were you doing at the time? I was working in uh, big tech in Silicon Valley. So I was working for a company that was an absolute rocket ship. And there was a period of six months where things just got really, really intense. And- at some point, my body just stopped being able to handle that health in a healthy way. And so I pretty much had to reverse engineer my whole lifestyle. And I discovered some amazing podcasts at that time that were the first ones that started talking about how diet affects our blood sugar, how blood sugar controls or influences how we process stress and how that affects how we sleep. And all of these really non-obvious connections started popping up. And I just basically started changing everything. I changed the way I ate. I changed the way I slept. I started developing a daily meditation practice. I started looking at, I started testing my blood sugar. I wasn't diabetic at all, but I wanted to know what I ate. 
and how high that sent my blood sugar and started moving towards a low carbohydrate diet. And that helped a lot. And then all the weight started coming off and I started sleeping better. It was just a cascade. So let me ask you a couple of things, just kind of breaking that down. So one, yeah, go for it. What were some of the first podcasts that you found that you related to and that really kind of opened your eyes? Are they still in existence today? I know that was <laughs> a little while ago. Um, and then I want to get into some of the more specifics on health with you. Yeah, sounds great. So 2011 was when Dave Asprey and his bulletproof executive concept was just taken off. And that really kind of appealed to me because he came from the tech world, much like I did. And he was taking an engineering mindset and applying it to health, just like I wanted to do. And so he was really the first one. And this was before his brand bulletproof really, really blew up. But he was the first one that started talking a lot about nutrition and a clean paleo diet template and started talking about ways that we can self-optimize. Some people call that uh, optimizing or, or biohacking health. So his podcast was probably the first one that, that really kind of opened my eyes, if you will. And then it just kind of went from there. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I, I also, I love Dave. I fell in love with kind of Bulletproof. I found Bulletproof Coffee and, you know, as a lot of people did and the whole, just that different concept, you know, a lot of these, this kind of biohacking side of life, it was just really, really interesting to me. Um, I first started finding health shockingly through Tony Robbins of all people because yeah. you know, he's really, really, if you know Tony, he's really heavy into it and he'll do his four day seminars, three days on mindset and, and performance. And then one day is all devoted to health. Mm-hmm. So my early 20s, I started getting really deep into it, but I found it's really, sometimes really challenging to like, to stick to the rhythms, um, the habits, you know, um, are you, when it comes to like habits and daily disciplines, are you the kind of guy that's like all or nothing? If you're not doing it every day, you're failing, or do you subscribe to the concept of kind of 80, 20 rhythms? What's your like mindset approach to habitual health patterns? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question because it's just something I'm dealing with right now. And I just came off of pretty much four weeks of straight travel. And it's very hard to maintain the routines and the patterns and the lifestyles and all of the healthy things we have when we're in our home environment on the road. So I got back after four weeks and I could feel that I'd put on weight. I could feel that I, I needed to catch up on sleep. And so when I'm on the road, I'm, I'm probably about 80% compliant. I'm still eating as best as I can within the parameters. I'm indulging more, absolutely. But I'm always in the ballpark of 80% adhering to my healthy lifestyle. And now, since I've been back this past week, now I just said, okay, I've, I've taken myself back up to like 100% in terms of discipline and working really, really hard for a few weeks just to get back to the point where I know I feel my best. I think it ebbs and flows. And I think there's periods where your lifestyle permits you to focus really intensely on your health for a period of time. And then there's going to be times where life takes you away from the ability to focus on health for a period of time. But as long as you know how good you can feel, once you figure that out, you know that you can always get back there once you have the tools. So for me, it, it just kind of ebbs and flows with life. That's a great answer. Um, I feel like that's kind of in a way, sometimes that's the default answer. And I don't mean what yours was, but the default answer is, oh yeah, you know, you do your best and it, it comes and goes. But really understanding kind of the finer details. So I want to jump into like when you're traveling and I love, I travel a ton. You're on the road for four weeks. Sure. Um, 
you know, I had a period in my life when I was on the road for six months out of every year, yeah. but it was like six weeks at a time. So talk about just brutal, you know, you're, you can meal prep at home. And then how do you, how do you meal prep when, uh, when you're on the road, getting those patterns, could you speak to, I don't know, and maybe hack is the right word. Maybe it's the wrong word, but do you have any travel hacks for healthy living, whether it's diet, whether it's nutrition, exercise, sleep, anything at all like that? What are some of the things that you personally do when you're on the road in hotel rooms and you don't have access to all your normal stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I, one of the most important parameters for me as an entrepreneur is my resiliency. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts to resiliency. Resiliency meaning my physical energy levels, being able to wake up, rest it every single day and do what I need to do. My resiliency in terms of my ability to relate to other people in a way that is empathic and patient. So there's a, there's a resiliency component just towards how I interact with other people, how I interact with my family. There's, so that's really one of the most important areas I pay attention to. And for me, that comes down to two things. That comes down to high quality sleep and also knowing and understanding how to optimize heart rate variability, which I'm sure you've talked about it on this show, but it's one of the best biomarkers we have in terms of how well we're, we're managing our stress response. So that was heart rate, what? Heart rate variability. So first off, no, we've never talked about that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to. So can you get into that a little bit more? Well, for entrepreneurs, that's a big one, man. If you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to this show and, and you don't know what heart rate variability is and you don't know how to track it and you don't know how to optimize it, that would be the first thing you should do after this is start measuring it and learning what it means and learning how to optimize it. Outstanding. So do we get an Apple watch? Do we get a Fitbit? Do we get the heads up health app? I know obviously you and your team have developed the heads up health app, which I'm super excited to jump into what it's doing. But um, does that jump into to heart rate variability? What is that exactly? And why does it matter? Yeah. So if uh, the problem is with a lot of risk worn devices like a Fitbit or like an Apple watch, they'll measure your heart rate. So everybody knows you can look at a Fitbit or look at an Apple watch and it'll say, Hey Matt, you're at 70 beats per minute. And you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, I just kind of went for a brisk walk. So that's heart rate, but heart rate variability is a little bit different. It's actually measuring the time between each heartbeat. And that's measured in very, very small amounts. It's milliseconds. So if you look at the beat, 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 there's a small variation between each heartbeat. And that's called heart rate variability. And that's largely a function of our nervous system. And it's driven largely by our sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, stress response, and our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest and relax. So you'll find that if you're in a very relaxed state, you're getting good sleep, you're meditating every day, you're dialed in, your heart rate variability is actually going to be much higher. Whereas if you're on the road, you're stressed, you're in a high pressure situation, you're dealing with family stuff, work stuff, uh, external stressors, your heart rate variability is going to be much lower. So it's actually a way, which is amazing, to measure stress with a number that you can improve upon. And most people think of stress as just something nebulous. I feel stressed. And there's things I can do to help, but there's really not an objective way. There is actually an objective way. And the best way to start is just get a heart rate monitor, a Bluetooth heart rate monitor. You can get them on Amazon for 30 bucks and you put on a chest strap and you download a free app. I recommend Elite HRV, great one. And you take your first heart rate variability measurement. 
And then you take it the next day and the next day and the next day. And you'll start seeing as you sleep better, as your lifestyle settles down, as you do more meditation, massage, yoga, all the things that relax you, that make you your, your parasympathetic nervous system increase. Your heart rate variability is going to get better. And that's a better indicator that you're recovering properly from the stressors of life. And it's, a, it's an indicator of your resiliency. So if you ask me for my number one entrepreneurial biomarker, it's definitely heart rate variability. Let me make sure I have that right then. So when your heart rate variability goes up, that's actually an indicator. Am I getting this right? That you're lower in stress or you have a better resiliency and flexibility. And if your variability goes down, that's a good indicator that you're in too much stress. That's a general way to think about it. There are times where your heart rate variability will increase because you're recovering from like a cold or flu or something like that. But in general, you can think of it that way. Uh, under normal circumstances, the numbers going up will indicate better recovery, better resiliency. The numbers going down will indicate less resiliency. So at, at the most basic level, that's how you can think about it. There's a few corner cases, but that's the best way to start. That's outstanding. You know, it, it, it's interesting to have, I'm 40 years old this year, or I guess last year in December. And you know, I've been pretty into health since I was about 20, maybe 19. And I've never had someone even talk to me, no, no doctor, no personal trainer, no one about heart rate variability. I've never even heard of that, which seems so weird because it's a thing, but how powerful and how important. So number one, I'm hearing guys go out and get a heart rate monitor, get any, just get one that is a chest strap though, not just a thumbprint or a, a watch kind of deal. Yeah. Nothing wrist worn. Fitbit, Fitbit Apple watch can't do it. Yeah. And then so tell me about how, so what are some of the challenges? Cause I know obviously you and your team developed heads up health. It's solving a problem. And I want to talk about the entrepreneur side of this, if I can, for a moment. Um, I think it's very interesting tech companies when we develop a new, whether it's a subscription plan, uh, a software as a service or developing an app. It's like in this day and age, as we're talking now, it's 2020, there has to be a significant gap somewhere in the marketplace to need that, right? To have people say, yes, that's what I've been missing. I didn't realize it, but I am. What did you see as the major gaps in kind of the health metrics and tracking process? And when someone has this gap, what problems arise? Meaning what happens in my life if I can't track these things the way you wanted to see them tracked? Does that kind of make sense? It does. If you don't mind, Matt, I'd like to just uh, jump back to the previous question, which I didn't answer, which was around the sleep, the sleep hacks, because I think this will be important, especially for the entrepreneurs who are listening. Oh, perfect. Let's do that. So uh, this was my most recent business trip. I was in the hotel room. And the first thing I did was I wear a device that helps me very carefully monitor my sleep patterns and my heart rate variability. So there's two devices you can look into. I actually have both. One is called the Aura Ring. The other is called BioStrap. Those are two of the more sophisticated sleep and HRV trackers on the market. So I wear those every single day when I'm on the road. Those help me get a really, really good sense of how low my resiliency is going. So I actually have objective data on how I'm managing my recovery on the road. And it goes down. There's no doubt about it. I want to know how far it got down. Hmm. And then I can use that to rebuild. So I use those two devices to track sleep and HRV. I've also been using a small electronic white noise machine. And what that does is I, I keep it in my suitcase, I plug it in. And have you ever heard the noise that would just come from like an air conditioner 
or a fan oh, yeah. that's on. Like if you take one of those nice fans and you put it right by your bed, it'll just kind of emit this nice white noise. And what that does is drown out a lot of the surrounding noise that you would hear in the hotel room. Like the person next door closing their door too hard or somebody talking in the hallway or just it drowns out all the ambient noise so that you sleep much deeper. The other thing is taking the thermostat right down to the lowest setting it'll go. And there's a ton of data that shows that a cold ambient room temperature increases the quality of sleep. So the room temperature is taken down to the absolute bare minimum that the AC unit will go. Also super important having an eye mask to cover your eyes when you're sleeping. Let me stop real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but on the, on the air conditioning. So I had heard there was, there's kind of an optimal temperature and it's usually colder than we would think, but would there be a low side of temperature? Like, let's say we're, I don't know, not in a hotel, say I'm sleeping at a friend's house or even in our own house for that matter. Um, and I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So it's like freezing temperatures outside. Do I want it to be at 50? My wife and I have been setting it, I think it's like 63 or 64 as a bottom. Perfect. And then we just let it get cool throughout the night. And we tend to sleep pretty well. Is there an optimal range or is it literally as cold as you can go and why? I'd say, you know, 60 to 65 would be about optimal. And for those listening, it doesn't mean that you should be freezing your butt off when you're sleeping. You can still have nice warm blankets and be warm. Lots of beautiful blankets. Lots of beautiful blankets, but the air temperature is cold and your head is exposed to that cold air. That's kind of the money shot that you want to engineer for. So I'd say to answer your question, Matt, 60 to 65, there's probably a lot of individual preference in there. And the nice thing about having a, a good device that can measure the quality of your sleep is, is you'll, you'll learn what's optimal and you go from there. Outstanding. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Then you were talking about eye masks. So eye masks. So inside our eyes is, is the retina and the retina has what's called the SCN. It's a set of optical nerves in our eyes that sense light. And they tell us whether it's time to wake up and produce cortisol or whether it's getting late and we should increase melatonin. So keeping your, uh, your retinas, your eyes covered from all ambient light in the room is going to allow you to increase and maximize melatonin. And it's also going to allow you to get the best possible deep sleep because there's no ambient light in the room being picked up by your eyes. And then if you really want to take it up a notch, I will also carry earplugs. Again, just drowning out the noise. I'm looking for like full comatose when I sleep. And then I've got a, a few supplements I take that I've, um, I know I need just based on um, certain, la certain lab tests that you get when you go to the doctor. I definitely need a lot of methyl B12. So I've got a supplement stack I take as well. But anyhow, that's how I engineer a hotel room for maximum resiliency, maximum recovery. That's outstanding. So, I mean, certainly like, you know, every time I travel, I'm going to bring my sensory deprivation tank with me, sleep in water, wherever I go. I'm kidding. I don't do that. That's a little extreme. You have a, you have a portable version. That's impressive. Man. <laughs> you are on a, you're on another level, my friend. Yeah. I, I chugged that up to the Marriott. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, to, to your point though, like you're sort of trying to deprive your senses as much as possible because these are external environmental conditions that are non-optimal for sleep that you're cutting out. So eye mask, get rid of the ambient light. Earplugs, those sound. The white noise machine, whatever you can um, to... Temperature. Yeah, and temperature to get all those on optimal sleep. I love that. So, And there's a lot you can control, especially even in a hotel room. Um, moving on then. So, so what did you find um, that led you to, I guess, that last question I was asking um, when we came back to the hotels, which is 
what gap did you see in the marketplace when it comes to health uh, apps, metrics, tracking, et cetera, that caused you to think, you know what, we should do something about this? Well, I was trying to, I was trying to optimize my own personal health and work myself out of a, out of a high stress situation. And the first thing I realized was that I'd gone to grad school in Boston. I had changed insurance plans a few times. I'd seen a couple different doctors. The first thing I wanted was all of my medical records because I wanted to see all of my lab test results and work with a doctor that could help me optimize. Why? I had to call four different doctors just to try to piece together my medical history. So I basically got four stacks of paper in the mail. And that's the current state of our healthcare system. And sadly, that's actually the most important data that we can own is our medical health results. So the first thing I did was take all that data and put it into a spreadsheet. And for the first time in history, I could see the patterns that no doctor could see because they only had a fragment of the health records. So as soon as I put it into the spreadsheet, I now had 10 years more data on my health than any doctor. I could see trends that no doctor could see. And I could share that with a doctor and have better data than I ever had before, just from a simple spreadsheet exercise. So if I can do that in an hour and have a better health history than my doctor, that was something really powerful to me. And then I started measuring a lot of parameters at home, optimizing sleep, weight, body fat percentage, uh, looking at blood sugar. And these were all these different devices that were out there. And I'm like, hey, this data is awesome. So there are devices right now for measuring your blood sugar at home or your body fat percentage and things like that. Yeah, there's wireless scales. You just put the scale in the bathroom, you step on it. And it does weight and it does your body fat percentage. And for the people out there trying to drop a few pounds, knowing your body fat percentage is actually more important than knowing your weight. Because a lot of the times when you make healthy dietary changes, your, mate, your weight might even go up. And that's because you're packing on lean muscle. And so if you go purely based on weight, you, you may be going down the wrong path. But if you have weight and body fat percentage, you'll see the body fat numbers improve. So there's just wireless scales out there. Fitbit makes one, Withings wakes one. There's tons of them out there. You just step on it and you get the data. And then with blood sugar, there's great meters out there with Bluetooth. I recommend the Keto Mojo meter. It does blood glucose and ketones and it just syncs the readings for you. So there's all this amazing technology that is allowing individuals to quantify their health and self-optimize. And they can really take it to a level better than a doctor because you're working on this every single day and you're looking at these numbers. So I had a massive spreadsheet and then I just basically figured how do we take this spreadsheet and turn it into an app? That's outstanding. So you developed the app and it's heads up and I know there's, there's a, um, so we want to use this. How, how does heads up work with, uh, cause I, again, I'm a little confused on how the tech side of it all is going to go. So you get it from the Apple store, you get it on Google Play, it's the heads up app, it's tracking and metrics. So you're going to want these different kind of devices and info to feed into the app. Is that right? Some of it manually, some of it can be pulled just uh, kind of through a live feed. Can you walk me through how do the metrics come into it? I feel like it'll be overly complicated. I'm sure that it's not. But for me, that's probably my biggest obstacle to starting this with you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So uh, we recommend using it from a web browser because a lot of times you're looking at a good deal of information. So let's say you log in from your computer. I know you're sitting in front of your computer right now. So think of it like a dashboard and think of it as Matt's personal dashboard. And Matt has certain numbers he's trying to optimize. Maybe he's trying to lose a few pounds. 
Maybe he's trying to optimize his sleep. Maybe he's optimizing his HRV. So Matt signs in and the first thing we say is, hey, Matt, what numbers do you want on your dashboard? And you say, well, I'd like to connect my doctor's records and I'd like to have my cholesterol and my hemoglobin A1C on my dashboard. Two very common blood tests that can indicate metrics of health. And then you might say, yeah, you know, I also want to lose a few pounds. I want to have weight and body fat on my dashboard. I have a scale at home. I'm perfectly fine entering that in once a week. And then you may say, you know what? I got an Apple watch and I know there's some really cool stats I can pull in from the watch. So bring in my physical activity and my heart rate from my Apple watch. Okay. And then you start setting up your dashboard with the metrics that matter most to you. And the metrics are different for everybody. We have Tour de France athletes on our system and they're measuring deep sleep and they're measuring heart rate variability and they're measuring lactate threshold, which is a, basically an indicator of how, how hard they can push their body before it, it crashes. Sure. So you may set up a dashboard with really high performance metrics, like a Tour de France athlete, or you may set up metrics for someone who's a type 2 diabetic who needs to really optimize for blood sugar. Or you may set up a dashboard for guys like you and me who are just entrepreneurs trying to perform at our best. So you start with some numbers and you build from there. And it can pull metrics from your doctor's office. It can pull metrics from your Apple Watch. You can punch them in manually. Whatever you need to set up your optimal health dashboard. Man, that's outstanding. So I can, okay, so I can bring in manual. And there, are there actual links nowadays? I know one of the problems with the medical systems and the hospital systems is everything is so disparate, separate, categorized. They don't talk to each other. So are, did I hear you right? Is this a way that sometimes some doctors or hospitals, could I actually have data be pulled into this? Or do I want to call my doctor and say, hey, yo, doc, um, can you send me all my records, my blood work from last time? I want to enter it in my heads up app. It's all electronic now. Well, that's awesome. So there, there's no more, no more of that. So imagine you go to the bank, Bank of America, okay? And you set up an account. And they say, hey, Matt, congrats. Here's your checking and your savings account. And by the way, when you go home, go to bofa.com and set up your login account. Sure. And then you can log in and check your bank information. Doctors now have the same systems. So when you go to the doctor, they have basically an online portal now, just like the banks had. And you can go set up a portal account on their system and you'll see all your test results from that doctor. And then you can use those same credentials, just like you'd link up a bank to like mint.com or QuickBooks. You can link up the doctor facility to our system and tell us which parameters you want us to sync. So that's how we put all your, your medical information at your fingertips so that you can use it to self-optimize. Dave, I'm loving this, man. This is actually, um, you know, when, when I interview someone like yourself, my goal is always to get myself excited enough that I want to go off and get this thing. Yeah. And uh, you have achieved that or I have one of the two because I'm over at uh, headsuphealth.com checking this out. It's really quite cool. So you have you know, it's a really super low level subscription, way, way less, especially if you do yearly, um, than you do for Netflix or Hulu or Disney plus even. I mean, it's cheaper than anything that's rotting your brain uh, or providing entertainment. And this is actually giving you your health and your longevity Absolutely. back, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. But you also have a, uh, I believe it's a 30 day. No, what, what do you give? You're giving something out to my listeners, aren't you? Some kind of premium membership. Anyone can try it for 30 days. Mm -hmm. And we don't ask you for a credit card, nothing. You can just log in and try out all our features and learn about our product and connect with our community. 
And after 30 days, if it's something you want to use, you, you get on a plan. Awesome. Um, so that's exciting stuff. So I want to go check that out. So try it out. It's 30 days, no credit card needed. Go to headsuphealth.com um, and, and get that going. And then of course, we, I'll put a few Amazon links in the show notes. If you're going to listen to this on demand, of course, you can find us the Driven Entrepreneur on any podcast platform. And in the show notes, I'll, uh, have, I'll have my producer, Justin, put some Amazon links for heart rate monitors and, and other you know type tracking things that are there. That'll be wonderful. Um, Last question, David, you know, as we wind down here and I'll let you get going. Um, all the possible places to start. Uh, I feel like it can definitely be overwhelm, uh, overwhelming. Absolutely. I feel a little overwhelmed right now. What's your recommendation of like, if, is it start with one metric or is it, hey, just plug in what you can, start with heart rate. Where do you start and how do I gain momentum without getting overwhelmed in this whole journey? Yeah, just start with the basics. Everybody's stepped on a scale before. So just put your weight in there and then sync up your Apple watch or your Fitbit and start looking at your physical activity. And then maybe you have a way to look at your sleep and just start with the metrics you already know. And then it kind of becomes something that be, that ends up being fun. And you're going to want to start learning about more metrics and you're going to want to learn about HRV. And so it, it becomes for those who are interested, it, it becomes a lifelong journey to explore health and learn about health. You can find anything you need to find online to help you understand these numbers. So what we want to do is give people a way to just evolve over time, expand their knowledge over time. So start small. When you sign up, you'll get all the information on other metrics you can track. But everybody out there is measuring something health-wise. So just start there and build on that. Awesome. Dave, thank you so much for coming on. I sure appreciate it, man. It was a phenomenal conversation and you got me pumped. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, Dave. Hey, guys, that's the show for this week. Um, so my thanks to Dave Krasunski from Heads Up Health. Um, answered every question I had. And really, really do yourself a favor. Go check out headsuphealth.com. You can follow Heads Up Health also on Facebook at, <laughs> shockingly, Heads Up Health on Facebook. And Instagram is head under, heads underscore up underscore health on the gram. Um, check out Dave and, and his amazing team, what they're doing. And again, guys, look, it, it's 30 days. There's no credit card. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not getting plugged for this. This is just something that I really believe in. And I want to see you get healthier if that's what you need. I certainly want that for myself. So I'm going to go check it out, get my free 30-day trial. And then for less uh, than Disney Plus per month, you can track any and all metrics and get yourself to the optimum health you deserve. Get out there this weekend. Don't crush it this weekend. Instead, I want you to get out there and get healthy. Start with one thing. Put in your weight, put in something, and let's get moving on a healthy lifestyle. Let me know how you feel about this at social media, at Matt Browning on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you go. Let me know what, how your health journey is going. Let me know how you're liking the show, who you want to see coming up next. Rate, subscribe, review on our uh, on-demand platforms. If you haven't already, you can always find us there. Until next week, be healthy. Be healthy.